Today we celebrate the feast day of St. Lawrence, one of the most venerated deacons in our church. He died in 258 and is mentioned in the first Eucharistic prayer of the Roman canon, going all the way back then. And he was one of the archdeacon. He was the archdeacon of Rome in charge of the seven deacons that assisted the Pope. So in the early church, there was uh, basically the deacons who administrated the Church of Rome for the Bishop of Rome, the Pope. Uh, that was his, his curia. And St. Lawrence, despite being the youngest, was the, the archdeacon. And he was in charge of the administration of goods and was the main deacon who would serve at the Pope's Mass. And the Pope he was serving was Pope Sixtus, who was on the calendar just this past Monday with his companions. They were martyred. And so St. Lawrence uh, was not with them at that martyrdom. Pope Sixtus and his companions, his, uh, several of his deacons, they were caught celebrating Mass in a cemetery and were arrested during the persecution of Christianity at that time. And St. Lawrence, having heard of it, uh, came to witness Pope Sixtus martyrdom and was begging to be able to join them. He wanted to join. He said, do you, do you not consider me uh, you know, worthy to shed blood for Christ whenever I'm distributing the blood of Christ at mass as your deacon? And Pope Sixtus said, don't worry, in three days your time will come. And so his prophecy came true. Before Pope Sixtus died, though, he told him, give all the, uh, the goods that we have collected, all the alms, uh, because of the persecution, hurry up and distribute it all to the poor and the needy. And so St. Lord's proceeded to do that. And the prefect of, of Rome uh, caught wind of that and wanted all the treasures of the church. He demanded, bring me all the treasures of the church. So St. Lawrence gathered up all the poor, the sick, the widows, the orphans, uh, the infirm. He brought them and he, he told the prefect, all right, meet, meet us at these, the steps of this building. Uh, I'll have the treasures of the church there for you. And the prefect of the city was not amused with his joke in his eyes that St. Lawrence said, behold, the treasures of the church, because he knew, especially in the poor and in the sick and anybody that we have to uh, help in mercy, that we do those works of mercy for Christ, for they are an image of Christ. And St. Lawrence then was arrested and uh, tortured. He was scourged, uh, red hot, uh, Plates were put to his skin to burn him, and all throughout he's crying, Lord, have mercy, Lord, Christ, have mercy. And then they threw him back in prison that night, and while there, he healed a blind man, so much so that the, eventually the, the guard of the prison converted St. Hippolytus. He later became a saint, and his feast day is in a few, uh, I think, next week. And... During that time, too, while he was being tortured that day, 
one of the soldiers, Roman soldiers, saw an angel ministering to his wounds, stopping the bleeding. And the Roman soldier told St. Lawrence, hurry up and baptize me. You know, he, he, he converted right there on the spot, seeing the angel ministering to him. He knew that this was a man of God that they were torturing. And so he, that Roman soldier, was executed, uh, I think, that, that night because of that request. And he also became a saint, Saint Romanus. And then the next day, Saint Lawrence was to be executed by being roasted alive. So he was put on a, a grill and slowly roasted alive. And yet in the midst of his suffering, Saint Lawrence teaches us to rejoice in our sufferings, especially when we unite it to Christ. And as he was uh, slowly dying, he told the soldiers, I'm done on this side, you can turn me over. And then when he felt like, you know, it was coming to the end on the other side, he said, I think I'm done, you can, you can take and eat me now. Uh, you know, just making light of their uh, torture because he remembered the words of Christ. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but only those who can kill the soul. And so these fires he was undergoing, he did not fear. Rather, he feared the eternal fire of hell. He knew what an honor it would be to shed his blood for Christ, because as Christ said, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. So that seed has to be buried, has to die in a sense. But once it, so in a sense, dies in the earth and is buried, out comes new life, springs forth new life and fruit. And St. Lawrence's uh, death, his shedding of his blood for Christ, bore much fruit. Many conversions and miracles came about through uh, his intercession, oftentimes even with just little favors, so that he could also teach those uh, early in their faith that as they request little favors from God, that they too can start desiring great gifts from God, start desiring what those heavenly graces our Father in heaven has in store for us. And he bore much fruit for the church in Rome. Uh, some of the oldest parish churches in Rome are named after him. I think there's still four standing today. And uh, one of the five major basilicas is named after St. Lawrence. He was made one of the patron saints of Rome, uh, right all up there with St. Paul and St. Peter, who are the founders of the Church of Rome. And like I said, he's mentioned in the Roman canon, and he was venerated so highly that he was almost put up there with uh, the apostles' uh, veneration in that he not only had a feast day, uh, but he even used to have uh, a vigil and an octave. And I notice, yeah, the octave day ends, uh, even though for about 100 years we haven't, I don't think we've been celebrating for at least a century, 
but it traditionally had ended on August 17th. And I just realized that uh, that's also when one of our priests, one of our Marian fathers, uh, was born, Father Larry Dunn, Father Lawrence. Uh, so I thought, I thought, I wonder if his, his mother realized that, uh, that she had named him Lawrence on the octave day of St. Lawrence's feast day. And I thought how fitting uh, Father Larry uh, figured just take this moment to pay a little tribute to him because he, uh, as I was reflecting, he, he kind of lived out St. Lawrence's uh, kind of persona in a sense. He felt inspired to, to join the religious life when he was in the Navy. He said in Cuba, he was so moved by seeing the poverty there and he said his fellow sailors were throwing coins into the shark-infested waters, but the kids were so desperate and poor that they would jump into the shark-infested waters to, to swim and find the coins thrown into the shore. And so that really struck him that he wanted to, to serve the poor. And so he first joined the Marians to uh, especially do those works of mercy for the poor. Uh, then he also became a nursing assistant so he could help in the uh, in the hospitals. And then eventually, after some years as a brother, doing all those works of mercy for the poor and the sick, he felt inspired to become a priest. And before, uh, right before his ordination, while he was still a transitional deacon, like Deacon Jason here, he got the opportunity to serve mass with Pope John Paul II. And he, I remember uh, one time visiting um, his home, his uh, mother had proudly displayed in her home that picture of him uh, raising the chalice with Pope John Paul II, uh, lifting up the, the host uh, at the Peripsum. And so some of the, the Marians uh, would jokingly call him the, the Supreme Deacon uh, because he was uh, the deacon serving the mass with the Pope, one of the, the you know, the, the, the special one there. Uh, so just like St. Lawrence being that principal, the archdeacon, serving mass for the Pope. Uh, and it just reminded me of him uh, that he, for the last 10 years of his life, he bore much suffering. And yet, like St. Lawrence, he rejoiced in the midst of his suffering. You would have never known uh, the suffering he endured because he was always cheerful and, and cracking jokes. You know, he was from, from Brooklyn, so he was always saying things just like, uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm rough and tough and hard to bluff. Uh, or his last name being Dunn, uh, when someone finished their meal and someone was asking, can I take your plate? They're like, yeah, I'm done. And he's like, no, I'm done. Uh, so, you know, he was always just making uh, little jokes, keeping, keeping light uh, the atmosphere. Uh, again, just being a witness of the joy that we can have, even in the midst of our sufferings. And St. Lawrence then is a great saint to intercede for us as he has interceded throughout the church, especially with all those favors and graces he pours out. We ask for his intercession. We especially ask uh, that he pray for our Roman Curia, those who assist the Pope and are working in the Vatican. Uh, he is a special intercessor for, for him. He's also the patron saint, of course, of deacons, right there with St. Stephen. Uh, you know, St. Stephen was highly venerated in Jerusalem, being that first martyr 
and being a deacon. St. Lawrence, you know, was kind of uh, Rome's pride of place to have a deacon martyr. And so the two together are important for deacons uh, and especially for the transitional deacons. And even for priests, because as Deacon Jason will be reminded too, as he, uh, his ordination comes up this Saturday, uh, we don't cease to become, to be deacons when we're ordained a priest, just like a bishop does not cease to be a priest when he is ordained a bishop. Uh, he just receives the fullness of the sacrament of holy orders. Uh, and so there's are certain degrees. That's why uh, when a deacon here is not here, uh, that's why a priest can still read the gospel. That's the, the gospel being read is the deacon's job, but the priest can still read the gospel because he's still a, a deacon. And we're called to still serve uh, the poor and uh, administrate the goods uh, to those in need, uh, even though that's more, again, responsible for the deacons. So St. Lawrence is a great patron saint of that, the diaconate. And then he's also uh, not only the patron saint of comedians, but the patron saint of cooks. Uh, so if, especially if uh, whoever's cooking the meals in your home, if they uh, struggle to burn, you know, if they're burning the food a lot, just pray to St. Lawrence that the, the meals can be uh, finished at the right time. And there's actually a tradition uh, in different cultures that on this feast day, there's no uh, warm meals, no hot meals prepared in honor of St. Lawrence. And yet on the other hand, other cultures celebrate St. Lawrence feast day by making sure they use the barbecue grill. Uh, so we'll see which direction the Marians use today uh, at dinner time. But St. Lawrence, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.